It's Hero Time! Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try to watch all of Ben 10. I am your handy dandy plumber, Charlie. And I'm the alien form with sound powers, Cass CD. And today we are joined by a guest to talk about episode 5 of season 1, The Hunted. Is that the right yeah. title? Uh, no, it's it just, just hunted. hunted. Yeah, hunted. Also, also known as hunted. <laughs> uh, please, <laughs> guest, introduce. We introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Silva. Uh, I was on a previous episode when we talked about Precure. Uh, now I'm here for Ben Ten, and I'll probably, if I can, try and be on every Ben Ten episode. If you would <laughs> like that, because I would definitely would. <laughs> Hmm, I'll consider this offer. We'll have a secret third member, but only once every ten episodes. Yeah, uh, this is uh, episode five. Is honestly one of my favorites that I can remember from when I was a kid. It's definitely a very memorable one because I've definitely seen parts of this episode too. Yes, I definitely remember this episode, but in my mind. It felt like it came later than it does, because, like, this is episode five, but it felt like it, like, in my memories, this came later, and I don't know why. Same. Well, Charlie, what if I told you there's only 13 episodes in a season? I feel like, I mean, you're right. It just doesn't feel See, like... <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. When I started watching episode five of season one, I was expecting a completely different episode. And when it started, I was like, isn't this like season two? Wait, what? No, huh? No, we're like almost halfway through the first season. Ben's got to get some character growth in. No, see, (laughs) my mind placed this one like beginning to mid of season two. Uh, well, doesn't this uh, doesn't one of the characters from this come back probably sometime in season two? I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Diamond Head guy does end up coming back. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, he does have a name. I did not write it down. Because uh, it did I, not come up in the episode. It, it literally not. does not. And I uh, could not remember it. His first name's like Tetrax or something. That's right. Tetrax. Tetrax. I started typing Diamond Head into uh, Google to find his name in it. That's going to get you snakes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's also apparently a city in Mississippi. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, but not what this episode is about. So we're not talking about Mississippi. Uh, I mean, we could, but I don't have anything prepared for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I would be saying about Mississippi. It's a, it's a place. Oh. Also, speaking of episodes that I did not expect to be this early, I did not think the Animo episode was episode two. Yeah, that was another one that threw me off, seeing Animo so early. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You got to establish a reoccurring villain. Yeah, Um, but episode two was not where I had placed him. It's like how uh, the first... No, no, no. Was it it the second Spider-Man movie ends with him fighting Rhino? I'm talking about Amazing Spider-Man. Um, yeah. 
I should, I realized I should probably be specific when talking about Spider-Man movies. We're, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the new episode of Freak Your Podcast Engage, where we talk about the entire Spider-Man franchise. I feel rash that that would be a lot. <laughs> but only the Tokusatsu Spider-Man, because that one has a transformation sequence, probably. Hell yeah. Maybe, I don't- Emissary from Hell, Spider-Man. <laughs> Alright, uh, back to the episode, uh- Back to Ben 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we start in space. We're all good episodes start. Yeah. And, uh, Vilgax or Volgax. One of Vilgax. those two. Vilgax. Yeah. He's, he's running a test for some bounty hunters. Yes. Uh, I don't know any of these names. So in my notes, I just refer to them by their colors. So there's the pink one. There's the yellow robot. Uh, crab. And funnily enough, the pink one is the robot. Yeah. Uh, one of the pink one's the robot, one of the two of them. Uh, and second, all three of the characters that we see here have names on the Wikipedia, like, on the Ben 10 wiki. I didn't write down any of them, because I thought at some point they would say one of them in the episode. Yeah! But they don't. <laughs> the pink one doesn't even speak English, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. So I have I have written down Crab Robot, Cyberman, and Chunky Hoverboardman, <laughs> <laughs> and I do refer to him as Chunky basically the entire episode. Um, not referring to his size, but referring to his shapes. Yes, they're very like square, large shapes. Yeah, he he is big. Yeah, for some reason, like I knew that the gray, the Chunky Man, was a uh, an alien. Well, I mean, they're all aliens in this mm-hmm. scene. Uh, but, like, I knew we were going to see more gray matters later. So I'm like, oh, is this just a very tiny alien in a big suit? But no, it's a it's a diamond head. I don't know why I thought this was just a tiny gray matter pod just in a big-ass suit. I should it, that on. is plausible, but I don't think that's how we meet the first Gray matter besides Ben. Yeah, I don't remember how we beat the first gray matter. I just know that we do. Okay, um, so let me tell you the names of these characters. Okay. Uh, I I went ahead and pulled pulled it up. So there's Tetrax Shard, who is the the Diamond Head, but uh, specifically, I believe they they give us the name for his alien species, the the Petropia. Petropia. From the, that's that's Petrosapiens. Right. Okay. From the yeah. planet Petropia. Um, so the one that looks like a crab is called Crab, but that's spelled K-R-A-A-B. Amazing. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, and the robot one is called Six Six. Six Six. That's right. He comes up. He comes back later at some point. I'm pretty sure. Apparently, Crab. Like he does. There's a uh, omniverse version of Six Six. There's also. Um, so there's the original version of Crab, and then there's an Alien Force version of Crab, and then there's an Omniverse version of Crab. That's so I why guess, I remember 6-6 six, six from Omniverse. I guess, uh, get ready to see them again at some point in the far future. Yes. Yes. So these bounty hunters are auditioning for Vilgax. Uh, they fight a bunch of, like, robots, and then there's this big robot, which the, uh, Chunky one, because I don't remember anyone's names, even though you said them. 
so. Yeah, we can just call him <laughs> Chunky. It's fine. Yeah, he's, he's Chunky. And the only character I remember his name is Crab, because that's a pretty easy. <laughs> it's Crab. <laughs> it's Crab. Uh, and Vilgrass is like, all right, you're all hired, because the uh, Chunky man, the Chunky alien man, destroys the giant robots. He's like, you're all hired. Now go to Earth and retrieve the Omnitrix for me, and you will all get, you'll get a reward. Mm-hmm. Which they don't specify, but it's something that can be split. Yes. Because it is specified that Crab and 6-6 six, six want to split it. Yes. Um, I assume it, it's money of some kind, but who knows? Uh, so while uh, Vilgax had set up a cool obstacle course for the bounty hunters, Grandpa Max is also setting up a cool obstacle course for Ben. Yeah, and because Ben is muscle head, he doesn't actually think and just shoots. Yes, Ben turns into Diamond Head and shoots a lot of cans and targets, uh, and then accidentally sp- gets bumped by a tire and just starts shooting everywhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He does well at first, but then it's like, Gramps is like, listen, you gotta, you gotta think about what you're you doing. gotta think. Use- Don't just show off. And Ben's like, all right, so I'll show off even more. <laughs> yeah. Because because he's a 10-year-old. This episode, specifically, while I was re-watching, reminded me that I had a crush on Ben and Gwen when I was a kid. Mm, Both of that's them. That's powerful. Okay, but you see, when I was a kid, I had a crush on uh, Kevin Eleven, because... This tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Gwen, so I think this all explains everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, I had a crush on all of them. So, <laughs> when Alien Force came up and Kevin was um, himbo boyfriend, it was perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thinking about the about the clip of Kevin Eleven. <laughs> yeah. In the car. Where, yeah, in the car. <laughs> yeah. You gotta treat your car like you treat a woman. And then Gwen is just staring. I gotta find this clip. I need to find Go this on. Clip. No, I think I've no, said too I much. Sense I've, <laughs> I sense I've made a mistake. <laughs> yes, so uh, I almost said Gwen. Ben just shoots a lot of diamonds, like, at, accidentally at uh, Gramps and Gwen. And the rust bucket. Yes, and the rust bucket, because... As they are driving down the road, because they're like in a desert area, there's we don't have a specific mm-hmm. location. I mean, we get the name of the town that they're in, which is. I'm pretty sure it's mid Arizona. Yeah, it feels very Arizona, and if it's going to be like a mine, that's all like a. It seems like an area there would be abandoned a mine. mines would definitely be in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know anything about Arizona. Also, I found the clip. Amazing. I'm going to tweet this from the pre-pod account. Oh, yeah. Yes, because yes, as they are driving down the road, the uh, rust bucket breaks down. And we learned that Ben had shot a little crystal through one of the stuff in the car. I don't know anything about cars. It was the fuel line. The yeah, fuel. it was the fuel line, okay. which Grandpa Max somehow completely repaired and fixed in, like, I mean, 15 he probably- minutes. You probably just needed to put a patch on it. Grandpa Max seems like the type to have, you know, those kind something that'll at least get them to the next town. Yes. 
We also see that the uh, three alien bounty hunters have found the obstacle course, because that's where the Omnitrix was last used. Uh, a six six and crab fight a little bit. Uh, you know, we- oh no, not six six and crab. Uh, it's uh, six six Chunky and-, and six six. Yes, they fight, and crab is just like. Well, it's not really a fight. It's a chunky ending. Whatever that was. Yeah. By tearing Six Six's tentacle things apart. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about Six Six is that he has like a weird, a bunch of weird robot tentacles that come off his back, but also one baby arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One baby arm that pops out of the shoulder and grabs like a little beating stick. It's amazing. Which is the best thing, honestly. Yes. Because every time it pops out, it grabs one of the little beating sticks that he used, that 6-6 six six used to pop the tires for the rust bucket, which is further in the episode. Mm-hmm. And we also see before that they leave, uh, uh, Chunky blows up the obstacle course, just destroys With it. With a single fire from his uh, weapon. I don't want to say gun, because it's more advanced, but he shoots it like a pistol. Mm-hmm. It's a space gun. Yeah. Also, I want to say the comment section for that video of Kevin saying treat a car like a woman is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite comment. Guy like, treat a car like you treat a woman. This is factual. I'm very good at turning both of them off. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know what, dude? At least you own it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, so back in the episode, uh, the family gets to the ghost town of Slatterville. Yes. Because the fuel line got busted. And Ben is like, all right, if I can't, if you won't let me help by being strong, because that wouldn't <laughs> accomplish anything, I guess I'll just go explore. Yeah, that yep. basically is what happens. And Gareth is like, go ahead, go follow your cousin, because he's probably going to just destroy things. He's going to go, like, eat some dirt and throw up or something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is totally in character for Ben, and honestly, it makes <laughs> more sense what I crushed on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ben can hear Gwen calling for him. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna send the ghost freak to freak her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, there's nothing ever goes wrong when you're ghost freak. Yeah. Yeah, ghost freak is definitely, like, a totally fine time, and it'll never come up that it's bad. Yeah, it's never. What? Ghost freak? Bad? Nah. I feel like you have a heel reference to something I don't remember. Yeah, don't Uh-oh. worry about it. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah, find don't, out. Don't worry All about right. it. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, after Ben is done uh, trying to be spooky, one of the aliens shows up. It's Crab. And he's like, I'm here mm-hmm. for the watch. Well, he actually says, I'm here for the Omnitrix. And Ben's like, I have no idea what that is. Gwen, do you know what that is? And she's like, it's probably the watch. Yeah, she's just like, well... Go down the list. <laughs> what do you have that an alien would want? <laughs> yeah. And Ben's like, hey, listen, I'm attached to this watch. Like, 
I can't give it up. Uh, and then he turns invisible because yes. he's a ghost. And yeah. they can, as we all know, ghosts are capable of three things. They can walk through walls, they can disappear, disappear and, and they can fly. fly. They're much more <laughs> unique than the other guys. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Crab turns out he has sensors that can see ghosts and goo that can solidify ghosts. He's really just kitted out to take down yeah, ghosts. Yeah, I was just thinking, he's really good with yeah, ghosts. It's, I, yeah, I feel like then if he's that kitted out to take care of ghosts, they have to be, like, that species of alien has to be just a common problem when you're out bounty hunting. Because he's just, like, fully kitted out to take care of the ghost. That, or he's an intergalactic yes. ghost hunter. Possible, but I'm not sure why he would be here looking for the Omnitrix if that was his, you know, trade bread and butter. You know, he's just trying to, like, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Branch out. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just need money. Sometimes the TV deal doesn't come through. <laughs> you know, I would totally watch a ghost hunting show that starred Crab and Six Six. Especially if it was in space. Oh yeah. Give me that. It's never going to happen, but I want it now. I, I would love it, especially if Six Six did not speak any English the whole time. It would make it so much better. Mm-hmm. They'd probably subtitle it, but that's fine. Um, but eventually, Crab stands on the car li- a car lift because they're in like a garage, I, I guess. guess. Um, look, it, it's a barn that has a car lift that goes all the way up to the ceiling of said barn for some reason. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's probably fine. Um, but yeah, when Crab stands on it, Gwen tells Ben to do something. And so he does something and he pulls the lever and crab gets stuck in the roof yes and white it is perfect timing because ben turns back because <laughs> ben turns right back to human uh we also see a brief scene of chunky just kind of leaving and not doing anything yeah he's just kind of there for a good section of the episode well not there but existing he's just vibing you know yeah he's just out there lurking yeah uh, Grandpa Max has fixed up the rust bucket, and so they head out. Uh, and then Six Six lands on the roof and cuts into yep. it. Yep. Yeah, and then starts yelling and whatever he's speaking, which all the other aliens seem to understand. Uh, and Gramps mm-hmm. does that thing uh, where you like slam on the brakes, and Six Six goes flying, and then uh, Grandpa Max just runs him over, which is. Which does not work yeah. out, though, because he uses them beaten sticks to pop the tires. Yeah. A lot of beaten <laughs> sticks. Yeah. Uh, so as they realize that the tires have been broken and 6 is still, you know, is able to fight. Still good yeah, to go. Uh, they went into the nearby mine. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Crab's back. Yeah. Crab ha- it has returned. So they think that they're safe until Crab kind of appears, because Crab can, like, dig underground and pop up, which he has done a few times. Yeah, he can turn into yes. a drill. Yeah. He, he He's just, you know, a speedy crab boy that, uh, for some reason, digs. Can crabs dig? Which I'm going to look... I, I was just fixing to look up if there's a species I, of crab that digs. I think fiddler crabs dig holes that they live in. I'm going to go ahead and say, just without looking it up, that yes, fiddler crabs can live underground. 
Uh, hermit crabs are diggers by nature, but not all hermit crabs dig for the same reasons. That is the best sentence ever. <laughs> this mystery was never resolved. <laughs> Uh, as they're running into the vine, Ben tries to use the watch, but it's not, like, green yet. It's still in sleep mode. Yeah, which is honestly a very arbitrary thing, because earlier, I think it was the Kraken episode? It was out of commission for the whole night, because they, you know, went to bed after he played the prank on Gwen, and it was still bad the next day. Yes. But then other times, it's good in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's just a very arbitrary thing that I wish... I'm glad it's not solidified, but it still makes no sense for the reasons for why it's out for however long each time. Well, I don't remember... um, Because I know later when we meet uh, a very important person who has ties to the Omnitrix, they do a thing that removes the limiter on it. And I can't remember if the reasoning behind the limiter, if it was just, like, a defect or something. I I, I, I know, I feel like it was, like, training wheels, or a, just a full-on just safety mechanism. That sounds reasonable. I feel, I feel like it, I feel like it was definitely referred to as training wheels when it got unlocked. Hmm. Because they just sent it off into space. So, like, whoever gets this, we're not going to give them the ultimate power of the Omnitrix. We'll give them a reduced version. And then if we ever meet up with them and trust them, we'll give them the good stuff. Uh, Maybe it calculates it based on, like, a DNA thing. Where, like, if you, you need to take a break for your DNA to return to normal. That is also possible, but still... Maybe maybe it's an anamorph. (laughs) If you spend two hours as Diamond Head, you get stuck as Diamond Head for your life. Oh, no. But see, that's the thing. It's also very arbitrary on how long he's in each alien form. I don't think they really thought too much about it at the start. Maybe they did, but it it definitely seems to be dependent on, like, what... Yeah, story reasons. reasons. It's definitely a a drama trigger. Which always annoyed me, even as a kid. It was one of my main sticking points with the series. I was never too bothered by it, but I... That's just me. Mm -hmm. I I was very into power systems and uh, how they function and stuff like that as a kid. Uh, I got very into analyzing how One Piece Devil Fruits worked. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. To the point where me and my older brother had a whole game where we would design the most ridiculous devil fruits and then throw them at the other and make them come up with a justification for how they work and uh, what do they do. That's good. That's a good game. I like that one. Um, so they the the family runs and gets into a, a like a gondola that goes across a quarry. Yeah, it's a. I'm sure it's like to like move silver out of the mine. Yeah, because it does lead directly to a tunnel that goes straight out the mine. Apparently. Unless they just did a bunch of twists and turns. So, yeah, they get in the gondola. 
then Crab is going to cut the wire, which I don't know why they didn't think that was a thing that could happen with this big crab claw that just literally shattered metal. Don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I would think Grandpa Max, considering what we meta know of his background, if you've seen the series before, would have, would have thought of that. And even then, that's still just common sense. Well, it's not like they had a lot of options. Yeah. Fair, but there were definitely better options than potentially falling to your death to the looks like a bottomless silver mine that you were above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is just literally just a straight hole into the ground that fades into darkness, which makes no sense because it was a silver mine that ran for 40 years because it was in the 50s and they said it burned out early 90s 40 years of digging i don't think would just be a giant hole straight into the ground unless there was that much silver we'll never know but yes it does seem like it wouldn't have worked out in their favor if uh six six didn't shoot crab to stop him from uh cutting the line so he can start shooting at them instead (laughs) uh and fly over to where the three are Ben his the watch is finally uh recharged or it's gone green so he can use it now yeah it's hero time and he turns into diamond head again second time you see diamond head this episode which you know it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why diamond head would be your pick for this situation big bulky crystal dude when you and your family are in a gondola over a giant pit because he he wants power. But if you wanted power in that situation, you'd go forearms. I thought he was going to go forearms, but he's gone. I guess he's on Diamond Head so he could have that interaction with Chunky later on in the episode where it's revealed that he's a Diamond Head. So he knows. Like, nar- narratively, it makes sense. In context, it does not make sense why that would be Ben's choice. Because it's the alien of the episode. <laughs> so he jumps out of the gondola onto 6-6 and, like, they start plummeting towards the bottom of the quarry before 6-6 flies them both up. Uh, the gondola continues to go down into the tunnel while Ben's like, no, I'm gonna fight the two of them. You guys just escape. Yeah, which is, you know, very smart move yeah. for Ben. Despite him being very muscle- Focus, uh, he does care about his family. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't do so well against Six Six and Crab, so Chunky has to. They're, they're tag teaming him yeah. very hard. Until a smoke bomb is thrown, and Chunky comes and just like grabs Ben and just like flies them away out of here. Yeah. Straight down the tunnel that Grandpa Max and Gwen went down. Which. Grandpa Max and Gwen are somehow not at the tunnel. It's weird, you know? I wonder if the tunnel like, went a different way if you're like on the gondola instead of just going straight through. It's unclear. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it makes sense how they get out first, but I don't understand how they wouldn't have passed them. Yeah. And I definitely feel like if they had passed them, Ben would have grabbed them if they were going faster. Yes. 
Um, fun fact, I looked it up. Apparently, the Omnitrix... The can the canon statement is is that the transformations last for ten minutes. Total. Oh, that is not how it seems. No. <laughs> like ever, it does not list a time for recharge. Huh? It, it does not seem that they last ten minutes ever. They either last like two hours or like thirty seconds. I mean, I feel like I'll give. That time always seems nebulous to me, so, like, you could tell me something lasts a certain period of time, and I'll be like, I guess. <laughs> I'm not keeping. <laughs> like, the whole chase scene with Animo in DC definitely feels like longer than ten minutes where he's, uh, what, Hothead? Is that his name? I don't remember that alien's name. Um... Heat Blast, I think. Heat Blast. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a part of my brain dedicated to Ben 10 aliens, <laughs> and I don't know why. Well, good thing we do Ben 10 for our podcast. Because now you can use that information. Uh, yes, we get some more information about the Omnitrix uh, during this conversation with uh, Chunky. Because Ben's like, hey, listen, I can't remove this watch from my arm. And he's like, yeah. No shit. It's bonded to your DNA. <laughs> your dinosaur DNA. Honestly, considering the scope of the aliens in the universe, humans might as well be dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chunky B-Waits Ben uh, as Ben tries to fight him, saying, like, you're all boot strength, you're no plans, uh, you don't know how to use the alien that you are, like, you don't know its strengths. You're not doing it effectively. You don't know its weaknesses, which is a very interesting point to bring up, because they never show anything exploiting said weaknesses that Ben doesn't know about. It's true. Which I feel like would have driven that point home even more than Ben just having a little flashback of everyone telling him telling him he's an idiot and doesn't think things through when he's choosing an alien next. (laughs) It also, I was, for some reason, I was expecting him to, like, hammer home the, oh, you don't even know how to best use the thing by showing off, like, using the diamond facet to reflect a laser beam or something. Which Ben already did. The first episode. That is a thing Ben did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He also says that the Omnitrix is the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. It is the key between the fight of good and evil. And it's on a ten-year-old. Yeah, and, yeah, because of course, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like this is why it's like magical yeah. girls. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, someone. So one of our future guests sent me a uh, post on Tumblr that says that Ben Ten is just a magical girl show, but uh, for boys. And instead of having like a romance, there's. A rivalry? I don't remember the exact wording. There's romances later. Yeah, that's true, but, like, I don't remember some of the- Like, I know Ben gets a love interest later on, but I cannot tell you anything about her, except for that she exists. Uh, the- I know he has a girl he's crushing on in the werewolf episode, 
I am, I'm talking about like in like the next series when he's a yeah. teen. Yeah. Yeah. It, he def- there's definitely romance in Alien Force, but I do specifically remember him crushing on a girl, the Native American girl, in the werewolf episode. I don't remember enough about Ben 10, but that sounds right. I vaguely remember that. I remember him crushing on her, and she she calls him an idiot, and he also gets stuck in an alien for the first time in that episode as the werewolf, so he thinks he's just cursed as a werewolf. Yeah, this sounds this sounds right. And she is kind of explaining kind of what that means, I think. I hardly remember, but I know she is heavily involved in Ben's understanding of the werewolf thing, and then it turns out they were both wrong, because the werewolf's an alien. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate it when you think you're a werewolf, but actually you're an alien? Happens all the time. It happens you all know, the time. We're both would be fine, <laughs> honestly. Well, I'm already a werewolf, so it's okay. <laughs> That's true. That's why there's werewolves on the moon, because they're aliens. Obviously. If it w- Charlie, I think you're thinking of a wenwolf. <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to use Jeremy's dumb joke. <laughs> but th- those are later episodes, which I'm not even, which I don't think are even in season yeah. one. So. I don't think so. I don't think we get a new alien until season two. Yeah. So Chunky's like. I'm going to take you, like, we're going to leave Earth, and I'm going to bring you somewhere where we can get the Omnitrix removed from you. And it is at this point where uh, he's talking to Ben, like, oh, you don't know how to utilize Diamond Head. was like, yeah, well, what do you know? And it's revealed that he is, in fact, the Diamond Head. So, yeah. Diamond Head. He is, in fact, <laughs> Chunky. He's not just Chunky. He <laughs> is. I'm... I'd lost that joke the second it lost my mouth. Left my mouth. He has a full can of Campbell's chunky chicken soup. <laughs> Literally, the first part of that joke left my mouth, and the rest of it just poofed from my brain. So it had... I feel like there's a piece of media where someone goes, and I'm chunky, but I could not tell you where it's from. I just have... Those words, and I'm chunky in my brain. Well, let me just Google the words, and I'm and I'm chunky. In quotes. It feels like Austin Powers, maybe. That's what first comes to mind. Maybe it's something else, and I just put the word chunky in there. I don't know. It feels like something I've seen. A uh, first result is a video from June twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Hey, it's my oh. birthday. Uh, and it's titled, Hi, I'm Cat and I'm Chunky. And it's a picture of a cat. <laughs> I just think I remember the, someone saying these words, like, in, like, a song kind of way. I don't, listen, maybe I've just created this in my brain and it doesn't actually exist. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, just hit us up at Prepod Engage. I'll say it again at the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> back to the <laughs> episode, uh, Instead of my weird brain words, Ben turns back to Cuban, and uh, Chunky's are going to just take him from Earth, but oh no, his hoverboard uh, has been taken by Crab. And Crab's like, hey, me and, mm-hmm. me and Six-Six are gonna split the reward. We're working together now. Mm-hmm. And we got the family. Yes. Ah ha ha ha. 
They're our hostages. <laughs> Chunky takes Ben into one of the houses, and Ben's like, hey, I have to go back out there. I have to go save my family, and uh, Chunky's like, no, the watch is the only thing that matters, and even if you wanted to, you wouldn't be able to save them, because you fucking suck. Uh, so stay in here, let me kick their butts so I can get my hoverboard back so we can leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he go. He starts fighting uh, Six Six and Crab, and he does pretty good. He's very good at kicking ass. And as he is doing this, the watch turns green once more. And Ben does- Ben goes to choose an alien, then flashes back to everyone telling him he's an idiot who doesn't think things through. Uh, I should also say that this is when Crab notices Ben and goes to attack him. Yeah, because- uh, Chunky Boy is occupied with 6-6. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. My next notes just say the word Gray Matter Tiny Boy. <laughs> gray yeah, because Gray Matter a is a tiny boy. <laughs> He's a very good tiny That's boy. That's true. <laughs> gray Matter's good. I like Gray Matter's voice yes. a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and as Gray Matter, Ben jumps down onto uh, Crab and starts pulling a bunch of wires uh and it's like his neck socket. Uh, nerve cus, nerve yes. clusters. Yeah, I'll let nerve you know. clusters. Very yeah. specific nerve clusters, which have the same design for both Crab and Six Six, but they do wildly different things. Because the wires he pulls out of Crab shuts them down, and then he pulls wires out of Six Six, and his jetpack yeah. goes off with so control. I think, I think the reasoning there is that the nerve clusters are just sort of connecting crab's brain to his cool exoskeleton whereas six six is in fact a robot yeah that has cool tiny baby arm that pops out his shoulder hell yeah i yeah. mean a robotic if i was a robot arm. i would have a baby arm no i probably wouldn't but i could that's the thing it it looks like it's flesh oh but it's still weird it's like a weird gray fleshy Look. It's like a synthetic baby arm. Yeah. You know, let's let's not judge Six Six for his weird arm. His weird baby arm. It's made out of soil. <laughs> oh no. Uh so Six Six sees yeah, does see Ben and Graham like jumps on Six Six and's like, hey, Ben, run away. And then Six Six almost murders Grandpa Max. <laughs> yep. Before Ben jumps on him and uh pulls some of the wires to do as what they said before, it like sets off a jetpack. And finally a water tower falls on both of them. Six six and crab. Both of the bounty yeah. hunters. Uh and then Chunky puts them in a cube. Yes, they get put into a cube. Yeah. He's in a they're in a they're in a space cube. You've been put into the time cube. <laughs> And then he just go. Uh, he go. He hands off his hoverboard to Ben and says, "Hey, you deserve it for absolutely nothing, but sure, have cool alien tech." Positive reinforcement. It, to me, it did feel kind of like uh, uh, Chunky kind of turns around real quick on Ben, but I don't know. It could be that Ben. He told Ben to think smart, and Ben is like, "All right, so." Um, I've never utilized his brain, but he's not muscly, so I'll go tiny yeah. guy. Because literally the only other time Ben has gone gray matter was when he decided to raid the cereal aisle of a supermarket. That's true, that did happen. Mm-hmm. 
he tore open like 50 cereal boxes looking for a sumo slammer yes, card. I remember the sumo slammer discussion that me and Cassidy had. Uh, no one ever suggested what their sumo slammer names would be. I don't even fully remember our discussion about sumo slammers, to be I just, honest with well, you. Okay, I don't remember all of it, but I remember you like looked up information about sumo slammers, and it was kind of wild. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're out there, I don't know. You've, I'm sure you've heard the episode if you're listening to this episode because you're interested in our Ben 10 discussions. Uh, so he has the hoverboard now and Gwen comes over and just dumps a bunch of sunblock on him. It's very funny. Yeah, because, you know, when he was Diamond Head shooting random things after being smacked by a tire, he shot her bottle of suntan lotion or whatever, or sunscreen or whatever it was, and it spilled on her head. Which is a very weird callback to happen at this specific moment, but you know what? I'm down for Petty yes. Gwen. Mm-hmm. Always. And she's like, how come you get all of the cool alien tech? And he's like, it fits my style. And it's just like, okay, and what is your style, little boy who stumbled <laughs> upon most powerful weapon in the universe? It's that, it's his weird t-shirt. It's such a weird t-shirt. <laughs> You know, it is a weird t-shirt, though. It's like a T. It's a T. It's a black T that goes up his chest and goes on the upper parts of his arms. And then it's the rest of it's white. And it's just weird to look at. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's his style. It's a weird <laughs> t-shirt. And cargo pants. It's fine. At the end of the episode, we see that Vilcax has realized he has been a beat trade by this bounty hunter and that the other two have been defeated. Well, no. He thinks, because he just sees one thing chipping off. He thinks they all betrayed him and whoever Ah. has the, who or whatever has the Omnitrix on Earth is a genius planner that destroys everything that comes at him instead of, you know, 10-year-old boy that lucked into one of your bounty hunters kind of not caring about the reward and doing what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever has the Omnitrix is as clever as they are fierce. Just wait till you learn it's a ten-year-old boy, Vilgax. Oh yeah, I'm I, I'm not sure if the scene I have in my head of him discovering that is correct. But if it is, he loses it. <laughs> yeah, you know that that feels very uh, reasonable for Vilgax to just freaking lose it over the knowledge that Ben is the one with the Omnitrix. I feel like if I was some evil alien and I learned this 10-year-old human boy has this powerful weapon, I would also be like, what the fuck? It's not even that he has it. He has thwarted your every attempt to take it from him. Yes. It's almost like if you were, say, a servant of a a dark and powerful (laughs) evil that lives in a (laughs) volcano and you were trying to get some gems from some teen girls... (laughs) Are they teens? I thought they were they, pre-teens. They're I think they're like, pre-teens. no, I think based on the, I think on Honoka's birthday episode, uh, she turns 13, because they're like in the middle of middle school. Yeah. So they're they're just Bailey teens. Uh, most Pretty Curious, actually, are in middle school, with a very rare exception of high schoolers also becoming Pretty Curious. Most of them. Are middle schoolers. And that's your fun fact, pretty cure fact of the day. I said fact twice. Well, it is a fact. So. <laughs> it is indeed a fact. 
Uh, well, they're not all middle schoolers and uh, high schoolers, because some of the fairies also become pretty curious eventually, but that's really dependent on the season. But usually mm-hmm. they also get middle school teen forms, so not all of them, though. That's besides the point. We're not talking about pretty curious right now. We're talking about Ben 10. Only we're not talking about Ben 10, because the episode's <laughs> over. Yes, so the episode has finished. We are done. Uh, I have no idea what to expect next time because I didn't watch the. Oh, is there is there previews for Ben Ten? There's th- no. Uh, no. No, there's not. I will also say I am thoroughly surprised on how good the sound design is in Ben Ten because I did not remember it being this good. Uh, what's the next episode? But watching it as someone who kind of studied animation. Um, it's good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next next episode is called Taurus Okay, Trap. so I'm looking at the information, and I see it's interesting. But episode seven, guess what episode seven is called? Love Yeah, Kevin yeah, Love Yeah, we get Kevin <laughs> in two episodes. It's the boy. Yeah. That boy. Not that boy. A different boy. A different that boy. Fuji P just shows up in Ben 10. No idea how he got here. Um. What a wild crossover that would be, Pretty Cure and Ben 10. I mean, hold on. When was Pretty Cure uh, again? The Futaiwa aired in 2004. Okay. That is so, around the Ben 10 era. Yeah, Ben 10 is 2006. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, it started in 2005. Interesting. The potential is there, but as we are from the future, we know it did yeah. not happen. No. Pretty Cure Yet. has not crossed over with anything. Pretty Cure is continuing and Ben 10 got rebooted, so the option yes, is still there. that's very true. Uh, but yes, Pretty Cure hasn't actually crossed over with anything. Like Only the seasons have crossed over with themselves for uh, the, uh, I always forgot what they're called, All-Star movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always want to say something else instead of All-Star. Pretty Cure bonds beyond time. But yes, that is the episode. Silva, thank you for coming coming back to the podcast to talk to us about Ben 10. Yeah, and like I said, if you need someone to talk about Ben 10, I will try to be available. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if we want someone else to talk to us about Ben 10, Allison has also said that she would come back to talk to us about it. You will all remember her from, I don't remember which episode Allison was on. I don't I remember what Eddie, you. like, I know we have had guests, but if you ask me what like the only, the only person who I remember what their episode was, uh, well, two people. It's uh, Aaron and Jeremy because they didn't they guess back to back. I don't remember. I don't think it was back to back. All I remember, the only episodes I remember are Tanner's because it was <laughs> the the mid season finale, uh, and Crash because it was the Romeo and Juliet. Crash episode. Did guessed earlier on in the show too, though. I don't remember what their first episode was. Uh, anyways, Silva, would you like to yes. plug some stuff before people just stop listening <laughs> to the episode? <laughs> uh, so I don't really have much to plug. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at EsperZM. Esper, like the Pokemon, E-S-P-U-R-R-Z-M. Uh, Esper is very good boy. Yeah. Esper is very Hell good. Hell yeah. Though I I have been thinking of my favorite Pokemon lately, which is Tropius. Oh, Tropius is very good. Tropius is a very I love good Tropius. one. Though, 
they are very rare, and I can only think of once when I actually use them in-game. And that was Pokemon Sapphire when I first played it as a kid. And mm -hmm. I sacrificed my Kyogre to revive my Drogus oh. going against Steven and won the battle. Hell yeah! <laughs> a power move. That's awesome. Don't remember the whole situation. I just remember I spent like three turns reviving, healing, and getting moves back from my Tropius while my Kyogre tanked hits. And then it fainted and Tropius came back out and somehow handled Steven. Hell yeah. <laughs> that good banana boy. Tropius is the one with the bananas, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure I'm thinking of the right Pokemon. <laughs> Tropius is in fact a Nanorpus. Which is also another very interesting point, because I cannot eat bananas. You can't eat bananas? Uh, I believe... Uh, actually, here's a fun fact that I think is true about Tropius from one of the Pokedex entries. They're uh, not the bananas, but they are banana-shaped. Uh, the fruit that it grows, or it's like the kind of fruit that it loves oh, to eat. Oh, grow your own food so you can eat it all the time. Only yeah, you can't the story it's on, yeah. <laughs> The story on why I can't eat bananas, uh, when I was nine... Uh, I was staying with my dad. I was staying with my dad for Christmas break, and me and my little sister talked him into getting bananas for us when we went to the grocery store mm -hmm. for that week. And then we didn't touch them at all. And he said, "If you don't eat the bananas, then you're not getting any other snacks." So me and my little sister split the banana bunch in half after we'd been sitting there for two weeks, and we both ate half a banana bunch at once. Uh, we were sick the whole next day. Oh, it's a lot of nanners. They were, uh, they had, uh, gone bad. Mm hmm Oh my. So, now even the smell of a banana sticks, sets my stomach a churn. Oh no. Hmm. Um, okay, before we plug everything else, uh, do you, is there enough time for me to do an anime book report? I mean, I will not stop you if you want to do one. Alright, well, cause like... Somehow, between this and the last episode, I managed to watch the entirety of three different anime series. <laughs> um, they're all like 12 episode shows, so it's fine. Um, but I do want to talk about at least one of them, so that way I can reveal that I've watched it. Um, so, between, la between last episode and this episode, I watched all of My Next Life as a Villainous All Routes Lead to What? <laughs> what? You didn't tell me you did this! <laughs> Yeah, I wanted this reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can both talk about it. <laughs> I watched it like three days ago. I have just been not in been in an anime mood as of late, uh, like the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, the one negative I'll say about it, as a warning to anyone going to watch it, is that it's like got like a little a little bit of hint of incest yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing nothing comes of it. Nothing yes. comes of it. But like the implications are like there is romantic feelings. Well, I will say is that uh, I feel like it's never gonna go anywhere because K Katrina Katarina. I don't know why I keep messing up her name. It, it's an. It is not just her and Keith. <laughs> Is yeah, what I'll but, say. Well, I didn't really read the other relationship that way, but it it can like sort of be read yeah, that I, way. I mean, I didn't like. I can see where someone would read that that way, but I get I didn't necessarily. 
Uh, but anyways, Charlie, would you like to tell people about uh, my next life as a villainess, all routes lead to doom? Okay, you said that. I think I have. Have you? I don't remember you doing it. I feel like I have talked about it on the podcast. I know you've talked about the light novel series on, uh, hey, let's talk about it on an episode that I don't think has been aired yet. <laughs> um, because it's the Sonic the Hedgehog episode. But I don't recall you talking about it on this one, but maybe you did. It's possible. Um, in case you didn't, because we don't have actually any way to check that part. Um, it's, it's okay. The rundown is uh, a girl, like, in the real world, like, in in... An in an earth world died. She was a like high schooler. Yes, high schooler. She's a, I think she's like seventeen or eighteen when she dies. Yeah, I think she said seventeen. Um, but yeah, she she dies and then comes. Then in a different world, um, there is like an, a seven year old, uh, like noble child who bumps her head on a rock and suddenly remembers the entire past life of that 17-year-old yes. girl. <laughs> Even more so, she remembers that she was playing an Otome game in that past life. And surprisingly, that Otome game is very similar to the life she has now. She's not, as you can guess by the title of the uh, anime. She's not the heroine. She's the villainess. She's the main rival uh, in mm-hmm. the story. Uh, and so she spends a good chunk of her life trying her best to set up the world so that way she doesn't accidentally end up w- down one of the story paths that leads to either her uh, final destruction or exile from the kingdom. Yes. Hmm. And in doing so, by trying to prevent these things from happening, she accidentally makes just everyone she encounters with fall in love with her. You know. Yes. <laughs> As you do. Um, the thing about it, though, is, like, I, by the end of the show, I'm like, I could very easily just start pairing these characters off in my brain. Yes. Uh, because, like, some of them do just straight up have, like, chemistry with each other. Um, one of the characters is almost explicitly a lesbian. I'm talking about yes, Mary. Mary definitely um, is. Uh, like, they don't explicitly say it, but there is at one point where they're talking about, like, okay, well... The person that you want to spend your future with, what do you want to do with them? And then about halfway through, when she's done explaining things, she's like, you would do uh, the main character, Katarina's like, wait, you would do all of those with a guy? He's like, oh, it has to be a guy? Oh, then I don't have any plans. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I know I have some uh, pairings that I don't feel like most people would have. Like, I really like uh, Keith and, uh, what is his name, Gerald? Uh... Which one's Gerald? Who, who, who do you mean the, by uh, Gerald? The prince dude. The uh, blonde hair. Oh, yeah, the prince. Um, I think it's, like, George? Oh, yeah, it's George. Sorry, his name. Like, so between the light novels, the manga, and the anime, they spell his name differently in each one of them, so uh, I got the name mixed up in my head on how to pronounce it, because I've been reading the light novel. Uh, it's Jordo. Yeah, sorry. Jordo. There's no O in the light novel version, so... I was thinking about that because I'm reading the uh, volumes. The, uh, mm-hmm. But one of my favorite anime original stuff is when they go to that library and they find the book where it and it's everyone's, uh, what was it, uh, most desired. It's their, yeah, it's their it's desire. It's their deepest desire. So, like, so Mary and, who is it? It's 
It's Mary. Is it Mary or is it Sophie? Uh, Sophie's Mary doesn't get sucked into the book. Uh, Mary and Maria are both outside the book. Yes. So they keep opening it and they keep seeing, of course, because this is, you know, everyone's in love with Katarina. Like everyone else gets sucked in there. And it, so they see different scenes of one of the love interests with Katarina being like, being able to act out some romantic scene before they shut it and be like, no, I don't want to see this. Uh, including the tiny Sophia performing a cabadon. Yes, it is amazing. I love it so much. The Alan one where, like, Mary opens it up and, like, even before anything had happened, she just shuts the book like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, it's funny because, like, and this is a thing that gets pointed out by the show, like, up until the end. It's like, I, up, like, because they were, were being coy about it, I just assumed that Alan didn't actually have romantic interest. Uh, in Katarina, but it turns out like, oh, he just didn't realize it. I kind of liked it before that point where he was like the only one that didn't, but was just hanging out because like, I needed, I need a rival. (laughs) Yeah. Um, also you were saying Jordo and Keith and like, yeah, that's, I, I ended up having to go with that one in my brain because there was the, the scene right at the beginning where Keith first meets, um, Nicole or yeah. Uh, where, like, that moment where they're both just staring at him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I could pair those two, but then that just leaves the two brothers, and I, I refuse. Yeah. You can't pair them off cleanly if that happens. What do you ship Mary with? I, we're going completely off traffic, but I really want to know your thoughts about all this. Maybe we should save. <sighs> uh, the, so the anime governs the first two volumes, which is Katarina going to this magic academy and preventing any of her bad endings from happening. She believes that the friendship ending has happened, despite the fact that everyone she talks to at the end is like, I'm in love with you. She's like, oh, all such good friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, literally at the end of the episode is every single character confesses to her. Like, I love that about Katarina. She's just so, like, she's so dense. She's like, oh, like, th- there's no way they can be in love with me. They're all just being so nice. Or, like, or Gerardo is just using me because he didn't want to get married to someone else. So he's just saying, oh, yeah, you're my fiancé, so now I don't have to worry about other ladies. And, like, Katarina, open your eyes. Everyone's in love with you. <laughs> Um, I will say I really like Keith's hair and I think he's cute. Keith is pretty good. My favorite is Nicole. My Okay, so my other problem with the show is that all of them are 15. Yes. Although in the light novels, they do age. Uh, currently at the point, they have all graduated from the Magical Academy and are now doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure how much further the light novel had gone. Yeah, so uh, the light novel, I can't... So I know in Japanese, it's like at like nine, and the English translation is at like six or seven. Uh, I will not go into too many details mm-hmm. about the light novels, because I know they are going to be... There's going to be a second season, so they're going to continue on uh, okay. from where they left off. But the anime only covers the first two books, which it which makes sense. It's the, it's the entire plot. Like, the original plot of it where Katarina is trying to stop the doomed endings from happening. It's very good. I, mm. I It's one of my favorite uh, light novel series, and the anime did a really good job of adapting it. Yeah, I think we'll just do a bonus episode on it before we keep talking. Yes, <laughs> we should plug <laughs> it. So if you 
uh, would like to contact us on Twitter, you can find us at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, where you can talk to me about uh, my next life as a villainess, I'd be up to talk about it with anyone. You can find me at Magical underscore Pride. I don't know if I already plugged my Twitter handle, but I did it again if I did. Huh. Uh, you can also hear my voice over at Otherware, at Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. You can eventually hear me on my other podcast, Lovecore Gaming, whenever it comes out. Who knows? I certainly don't. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> also, I was wrong. I thought the Rem- Remember X stuff for Tabletop Roulette was happening at the end of October. The first half of it has just gone up, and the second half will be next week. So if you want to hear me play a, a nerdy boy in the 80s, uh, go listen to the the new episodes of Tabletop Roulette. Also, I was also wondering about this. At the end of this month, the first Bronze Age episode of Apex City will be airing, where you can hear me play Stellar the Star. It is not next month, it is this month. Ha ha! Oh, very nice. You can also go listen to Apex City to because first, Apex City is very good, and I love it. We both love it. Yes, go listen to Apex City. Cassidy is also on the podcast during the Silver Age, which has been completed. So you can go listen to the Silver Age, and then you can start listening to the Bronze Age. And that's everything mm-hmm. I do. Take the word. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I tweet about things, and also other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also, I do other podcasts, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which can be found at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. Um, I also do RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, where me and my friend Crash talk about video game ideas 45 minutes or less usually less um and then uh that that can be found at rmgg cast on twitter um but because charlie's already plugged apex city i guess i'll just go ahead and plug um loser like me which is a glee podcast that i guested on hosted by a friend of the show tanner and also christina um I have never watched Glee before, but I did watch an episode to be on that show. So you should go listen to it because that'll be out soon. It's at Loser Like Me Pod on and Twitter. Um, Sorry. Hold on. I got another Christina thing to plug before you start talking okay. about Christina. Because uh, I also showed up on uh, Way- or the Home for Wayward OCs hosted by Christina uh, at Wayward OC Pod, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, it's a show where people go on to talk about their OCs, so I went on there to talk about the OC that helped me realize I was trans. Hell yeah! And Christina is going to be a future guest of this very podcast. So look forward to that. <laughs> I would also like to say, because I just kind of plugged my Twitter, um, I'm very into Supernatural. Uh, if anyone is into that, I am down to talk about Supernatural. You know, the monster hunting show that's been going on for 15 years. What um, are your thoughts on the Scooby-Doo episode? It is very good. <laughs> it I, is it's wonderful. pretty good, I guess. I have problems with it, but also it does have Daphne two shotguns. <laughs> so I guess it's fine. Yeah. I was on Kids with the Kids and their Dog recently, where we watched the Kiss movie. Yes, uh, Kiss, er, Scooby-Doo and Kiss, Rock and Roll Mystery. Featuring magical girl transformations and space aliens. 
uh, and a destroyer of all worlds. Um, it's all it's a good one. I recommend I it. I don't remember all of that in the Kiss movie. I might have to watch it. <laughs> it's again. very good. It's. Good. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. Uh, I think that's it, though. I think that's the podcast. Oh, I, sh- I should be clear because I-, I did say Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. When we say the Kiss movie, we do not mean Kiss and the Phantom in the Park. Yes. Which is like the 1978 yeah. Kiss film produced by Hanna Barbera Productions. Mm. All right. Are we ready to end this? I guess yeah. so. All right. So until next time, it would be so cool. If it weren't so not cool. <laughs> I don't know what we would do with a guest. I on don't that know one. either. So, so if Silva, if you want to say anything, feel free. I, mean, uh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> That's perfect. Just leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Uh. Alright, let me do one thing. I totally forgot about something. Discord, can you please load for me? Thank you. It'd be helpful. Well, it all started when an alien device did what it did. Yeah. Stuck itself upon his wrist. With secrets that it hid. Oh, I love that theme. It's good. It's got, like, it's got some some vibes to it, you know?